is advised. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Francis Hall, a.k.a. Face Boy. I need to switch mics because these fucking headphones are broken. <laughs> and <laughs> Lucille is here. And uh, back in the studio, we are very uh, glad to welcome our guest, Rain. What's up? What's up, everyone? It's your favorite friendly neighborhood wolf. Ask me that. I just wanted to say that Lucas is back, but Rain, oh, Rain is, is our special guest, and we are going to focus on Rain today. Um, Rain, we love Rain. Rain um, was on the air maybe a month ago. These headphones. That, are that mic. Doesn't no, work it's, well? it's that mic, mic. That mic. Yeah, okay. So you're going to have to switch back over. Okay, I can't deal with that because the headphones aren't working. It's really broken. Well, that mic isn't working. But you, you should Let me put on a song, and I'm going to switch the headphones, and then you can get on the mic there. Okay. okay. All right. We'll be back, everybody. High maintenance. Five minutes. Uh, <laughs> do you, should we play this? Uh, it's Nanorpus. No, I want to no, play I'm that at the it. end. Let's play "Bad Guy" by Billy Eilish. Billy Eilish. I was like, I was going to look that up. I was going to look it up before I checked. No, it's Billy Eilish, but my Invisalign has. I have taken out my Invisalign. Taken out my Invisalign, and this is the album.
you're alone You said she's scared of me I mean, I don't see what she sees But maybe it's cause I'm wearing your cologne You're listening to Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I was Bad Guy by Billie Eilish, and uh, we're back. You said it right. I was, I like, so one time actually an influencer sent me some hate mail because I said their name wrong on the radio. And so I tried to say names right, but I like always fuck it up. You don't um, always fuck it up. I don't it up. always fuck it up. Like, you don't always fuck it up. Sometimes I fuck it up. And um, I was going to look it up before because I, like, I was like, I don't really know how to say her name. But then, you know, I got to talking. Which was more important. I mean, I mean, there's a whole bunch of memes going around calling her Billy Eyelash and stuff. Because, you know, that's what it is. But it's eyelash and, you know, whatever. Um, people people mess up. People are human. Nobody's like, you're not like best friends with her or something. No, this, this one this one influencer, I'm not going to say her name, but she got very upset for us, um, for me specifically listen, saying I, her name wrong on the radio. Nobody's getting, like, influencers <laughs> need to calm down. Listen, you. Yeah, I know. Listen, she's your, just an your, influencer. Whole, your whole job is just being popular on YouTube. She's or literally Facebook a YouTube girl. She's literally. Or whatever it is. Like, relax, all right? If YouTube demonetized her, she wouldn't even, like, have a fucking job. But she's, you know, but it's okay. Um, Can so, I move this up a little bit? Yes. Yeah. All right. So I just wanted to say that, you know, um, introduce Rain a little. Rain, we had on the show before, but I just wanted to say that Rain has really, you know, been one of the people to really keep me um, stable this year and has, you know, um, one of my other relationships, because I'm poly, um, you know, has really like, you know, mediated things so to help us stay, you know, stable and, you know, conversations that I was maybe still at 36 years old, not able to fully have on my own. Um, and you know, I, you know, I'm not proud of not being able to have those conversations on my own, but it's okay to ask for help. I think in those things. Absolutely. And I'm happy, I'm happy to do it, dude. Like, like you and your partner or I've, I've come to know as really good friends. So I'm happy to do it. And, um, I'm glad to, you know, help try to like mediate or facilitate those conversations and help to help both of you to establish better boundaries with each other, other people, with yourselves. Um, cause boundaries are very important. I worked a long time to establish my own boundaries and I had to do that shit by myself. So I, you already know, I am very, very good with my fucking boundaries. Very, very good. Yeah. You know, you, you're somebody who's taught me so much. You both have taught me a lot more about boundaries. Um, you know, Francis and I have been dating for 10 years, which is. It'll be 10 years in 2024. I think we're officially married in the state of. Does New York even recognize common law marriages? I know some states don't. Does New York recognize common law marriages? I don't know, actually. Because I know Michigan doesn't anymore. That's where I'm originally from. Michigan doesn't. Uh, well, I know, I know uh, sometime this week you posted on I Facebook, posted on Francis Hall, we're married whether you like it or not. <laughs> wow. And I Whoa, wrote, now you're married. And I, wrote, and I wrote, I love it. And, you know, I wish it was true, but you kind of got to get a divorce first. Oh God! Jesus yeah. so fucking I- <laughs> Christ! That's still fucking going. That's fuck, dude. So you know, <laughs> that, you know, I would, you know, if somebody could help me get a lawyer. I'm sorry, I just burped, <laughs> I just burped real loud on that mic. My bad. <laughs> somebody could help me get a lawyer. Um, you know, the social worker and the doctor in the last hospital I went to 
said that this is my parents' fault for not helping me, but I am 36 years old, so it's not really their job. After we get off of this, I can help you with some stuff because I can I can talk to my lawyers from the from the cop thing, and you know some the 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 legal people at work. Yeah, I mean the thing is, is he like definitely owes me money, so I could pay them back, but I can't pay them a lot upfront. Is the That's problem. what I'm saying. I can talk to my lawyers. Yeah, that I have for my cop thing, and then you you know where I work, so. I can talk to uh, once I get once I go back to work. I uh, can see what we can do about that. And I'm sure I have plenty of resources somewhere. What I'm <laughs> curious about, though, is you know why you would th- this whether you like it or not. And then today, uh, when, and, and like then it's t- a threat. Hold, hold on, and and then today when you were like, is it okay if I call myself Face Girl? What have I done or not done where you don't understand that this is an honor to me? Well, no, no, I wouldn't say that's um, because of you. You know, I think um, I've done a lot of work on my trauma, but I think, you know, um, I have not been treated um, with respect in my, um, in the people that I have committed to in the past. Um, You know, um, I mean, I bought my wife a fucking apartment, you know, like at 20 years old. That should like, gain you some level of respect with a person. But the minute I gave her that, like she actually stopped respecting me. Um, and, you know, so I just haven't been very used to people like, you know. I feel, I feel like, not, not to interrupt, but I feel like kind of what, what Luke might be saying is that what, they're still, you know, kind of learning about yourself and learning their boundaries. And it's not a you thing. It is them still trying to, you know, realize what kind of person you are and trying to like still establish those boundaries without trying to have so much carryover from trauma and have it bleed into whatever relationships they're establishing or already established and still just trying to like not blur those lines to understand that like this person isn't trying to hurt me and also still coming off of whatever trauma you're coming from like past people if i like i don't want to assume no, like that, that was but. dead on the nail like something i learned in um through like the hearing voices network is that if you are having, if your voices are telling you something that is negative or to the other person or, you know, goes against you, what you know about their moral values, instead of questioning it over and over and over with your voices and having this conversation with your voices, you should actually ask the person. If you have trust for the person, you should ask them. And my other partner that, you know, Rain knows, he like, thinks that because I'm asking, I'm actually accusing him. But the reality mm-hmm. is, is if I'm asking, I'm not accusing you. I'm assuming that you are in the right or I wouldn't be asking. Like with my husband, like my first husband, you know, I was not like asking him because I knew he was abusing me. So there's no reason to ask him, are you abusing me? Why would you ask somebody who you know is abusing you? Are you abusing me? So when you think somebody's in the right, you, you're supposed to check the facts. It's what they call it. That's um, like a cognitive behavioral therapy skill, a di- dialectical behavioral therapy skill. It's called check the facts. And it's probably, other than radical acceptance, for me, the most useful skill in dialectical behavioral therapy. And I did like six months of that program. Like I did it like school. Um, and, and also also the other thing with your current partner uh, is like he he has things that he needs to work on. Like let's be real. He yeah. really does. Like, he's kind of, like, I, I love him. He's a great guy. Not talking about me. Not no, you. no, not so, you. So he's not saying, you. He's, no. he's saying my, not talking about my you. other partner, he, like, he, he Francis has, started therapy, luckily, but, like, yeah, Gary like, has. He, he has, he <laughs> has things. <laughs> That's the first time I've done that on the air in all these oh, years. But, no, he, he has, he has, he has things that he needs to work on. And it's not, it's like, I'm not saying this with any kind of, like, shame or malice in it. It's just, like, 
he's been in the same neighborhood, the same place his entire life. And, you know, his kind of background and upbringing and everything is just like, um, it kind of falls back into being like a, a black, brown, whatever, you know, anybody that's, that's, that's not white and you talk about therapy, it, it's still stigmatized within that community. So him, especially him being like, you know, the age that he is right now, it's harder to try to understand it. Like this, like when you ask him things about like, hey, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Blah, 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 blah. He takes it as an attack. It has nothing to do with you. It just has a lot, everything to do with the fact that he doesn't have the tools or hasn't gotten the tools to be able to regulate his emotions correctly or regulate like his thought process correctly. So he takes everything as an attack. Which is why, like, when they have these conversations and they're at my house or sometimes or we're out or wherever, I'm like, hey, this is what we're going to do, blah, 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 blah. Like, I even set time limits. I'm like, you guys can talk about this for X, Y, and Z. I'm like, we're done. After, like, five, we're done because we're not going to keep doing this. I'm not going to allow this in my house. You can take this shit to your house. We're not doing this in my house. Francis and I had done a lot of, um, you know, I went to a lot of programs and Francis, um, you know, was willing to come into family therapy, which um, my other partner, you know, had like reservations about that, which I did understand. I did understand because like some of those programs weren't harming me in some ways. And, you know, to not want to be involved in something like that, I understand. But, you know, Francis came. And so we had the opportunity to do a lot of family therapy and have a, like a mediator throughout like many years. But um, him and I have not had that opportunity. So rain is really providing us with a service that like, um, you know, like, you know, a service of love that like, you know, I, you know, would never expect from somebody, but like, I like really, you know, have so much gratitude for you. No, I love you guys too. And like, honestly, like people that I have in my life and everything, like the, 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 the place that I am in my life, I had to like essentially do 90. I mean, honestly, trying to be a better person is always you doing it by yourself, regardless of how many people you have around you. But like the tools and everything in the way I figured everything out, most of it, came from me doing it myself because I got to a point where it's like I just got so tired of being the person that I was and I was totally. like there was literally like I was at like my absolute rock bottom so I think the last time I was here I was talking about I like was trying to find heroin so I can try it off myself um I got to my absolute fucking rock bottom and it's like I'm either gonna die like for real die this time because I've already died three fucking times yeah um I'm either gonna die for real or I have to get better like, there was no other options. So, you know, I just, like, whatever I found inside of me to pull myself up out the fucking shits. And, you know, when I recognize patterns that I've seen in myself and I see them in other people, I like to try to at least try to offer, I like to at least try to start offering a little bit of insight to it to see how receptive they are to it. If they're not receptive at that point, I'm not going to try to push it. But if they are, like, even a little bit receptive, I can kind of start feeding in a little bit so that way they can kind of recognize what's happening around them and have like a different perspective of it instead of just like going on the attack. Because a lot of people, when you try to like, it's not even confronting them, but when you start asking them questions as about like why they're behaving this way or why they're doing this, a lot of people get very defensive, right? That's like usually a lot of people's first instinct to get defensive because they feels like it feels like an attack, right? So instead of doing that, I try to reason with them. It's just like, Hey, this is not me attacking you. This is me just questioning this. So that way you can see it from a different perspective. Like if you have a reason to do this, absolutely fine. I'm not going to shame you for it either way, but I just want you to see outside yourself for a second, what you're doing. So that way you can kind of get 
and be like, you know what? Actually, that's a weird fucking thing to do. Why am I doing this? I actually started like having some self-actualization in the process because at the end of the day, especially when it comes to people that you love and you care about, having these hard conversations is incredibly vital to maintaining relationships, whether they're platonic, sexual, whatever the fucking case may be. Having these hard conversations is incredibly vital to maintaining these uh, maintaining these relationships. And if you can't have these hard conversations, then you aren't going to be able to have like these relationships that you want to keep going and keep like and keep fortifying. Because what's the point after that? You know, you're just going to keep arguing in this circle because the definition of insanity is what doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So sometimes it just helps to have an outside voice to try to see like, hey. This is like weird what you're doing. Look at like, look at what this person is doing. Look at what you're doing. Look at what we're all doing. Let's take a moment, take a breath and step out of it and then just come back to it in a different way. You know? Yeah. I do the same thing every day and expect different results. Uh, <laughs> Francis actually like Francis actually loves routine. He loves routine. I mean, routine, routine, routine for life. Routine for life, like having your routines for life, is very different than repeating patterns, right? It's very different than repeating patterns that are patterns too. Well, it's different. It's, it's different than repeating patterns that you know are toxic or you know are detrimental. It's it's very different. Like having routine yeah, every day. Yeah. In, in all seriousness, now. Most of my routines are are things that are positive, are mm-hmm. things that are improving me. Can I and, can I share and, what like what your well, what, let, what's going on with like your one negative routine? Can I can I share that at one point? You can talk let, about it first, but you mean alcohol? This routine. Yeah, like talk a little bit about, about your alcohol. Your routine dot com. Sure, uh, I do have a problem with it. I've had a problem with it for a long time. Matt, respect improved. for being open with that. Yeah, I have improved greatly, and what I'm doing now is I will not allow myself to drink anything at all until 9 p.m., and I go to sleep at 11 p.m. So there's that two hours, which makes it impossible for me to do... Get real as, crazy with it. ...as much as I used to. It's just, I mean, I guess it is possible. No, he is getting crazy, me. like, in terms of, like, the amount is still crazy. So, like, in terms of, like, health, I'm still very scared. You know, like, like I live very scared that something's going to happen to you. But in terms of, yeah, like, it's, it's half what it trouble, used to be. But, He's not going to get in trouble. Yeah, but that's still not good enough. I mean, no, it's not. So this is the thing. It's not a matter of it being good enough. It's the fact that you're making strides to improve. Baby steps, right? So it's, yeah. so don't think that it's a, like not good enough. The fact that you've already taken the steps to try to improve yourself is good enough. So don't think about it that way because that puts you into a whole different mindset. When you think about the fact that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'm doing this, this, and this, blah, 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 blah. But I am taking steps to better myself to do better. Like, the fact that you've set this boundary with yourself shows self-growth and massive improvement. So don't ever say it's not enough. That's a very good point. Uh, And I applied that to when I started exercising and working out and improving my body. I paid no attention to what I couldn't do. At 50 years old, he started. I I was 53 when I started. 53, yeah. And what I can't do is was irrelevant. I could not do a pull-up. I could do a quarter of a pull-up. Same. So I did that. I'm working on trying to get my pull-ups up, too. I'm trying to build my chest up. <laughs> it was difficult. It took me about two months to be able to do one. I do 25 pull-ups, 25 chin-ups a day well, now. Good, yeah, so man. Good for you. He's, he's good for you. And, and, it was, and it was the mindset of what I can't do doesn't matter. Exactly. Uh, and and a lot of a bunch I of mean, and that was so apply that no same mindset. Training. So apply that same mindset to your drinking. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you're already establishing the boundaries. I'm only going to drink at nine. I go to sleep at 11. 
That's establishing a boundary. That is setting yourself up for success so you can kind of get off. So again, baby steps, right? Mm -hmm. Baby steps. Because you didn't, like like you said, you couldn't do a pull-up and you kept going it so you could do pull-ups and now you're doing 25 pull-ups and shut-ups a day. It's the same logic to everything that you do when you want to improve your life. Every single thing. And He's I also started finally, therapy. Yes, I have finally I mean, found, yeah, therapy is also found a therapist uh, <laughs> and I like him. And I was at the point where I would I was going to see anyone as long you know i don't do the zoom shit very well i don't do any of that stuff I you're more someone, of an in-person you need I'm someone very in person in-person type type of type of guy and and also we were talking about this on the radio right at this point the, these therapists just don't want to pay rent on the office uh, yeah yeah i mean one, my, one of my therapists not paying rent. i have i have two therapists and it's like one of my therapists uh she she is from new york and it's actually really funny when i came across her she's actually from my hometown too <laughs> she's from detroit she lives out in new york but uh, she actually just recently moved over to California. And then my other therapist does live in New York, but she lives up in like the Hudson Valley area. So I only see them like virtually. Um, but like, you know, and my psychiatrist too, my psychiatrist is based in Florida, but he's licensed for New York. So I get like, I understand that, like, especially with my job and everything, I understand that like some people do need that in person that like, cause it, it, it establishes a better like human connection. Like mm -hmm. when you can see someone, like, if you can see someone, you can kind of gauge their energy and feel their energy better to see if this is someone you feel like you can trust. Mm -hmm. Yes. Or someone who's just going through the fucking motions, you know? And you don't need someone going through the motions when it comes to fucking mental health. You don't. Mm -hmm. And he's he's younger than the therapists I've had before. He's 31. And we talked about, you know, is our age difference going to affect this? And, and I said, I yeah. don't think so. We'll see. You know, right now I feel very comfortable with you. He's, he's, uh, he's also... Um, well, there, it so far this is working. We've only done two. I like him as a person from what I see, and I believe he'll be able to help me. I really do. Well, I'm glad you found someone that you feel like you like right now. And I mean, like, and that's the whole thing. You know, none of us, like, none of us who are in, like, doing therapy or say, like, to have to change fucking therapists, especially when you've had them for, like, a significant amount of time. Because <laughs> it's like, do I want to go back and start this whole fucking story again? I don't want to fucking do that. But um, it's good that you found someone because, like, at the end of the day, the age difference doesn't matter. It's the it's the quality of the person, right? It's the quality of the person and how you feel about the person because you have to feel comfortable with them to even want to dive into this shit. Yeah, I couldn't stay with the person I was with before. When I decided to get in shape, it was a month before I turned uh, fifty four. So I was fifty. Yeah, you say you started at fifty three, right? Yeah, a month before fifty four, and I and I said. And I thought, think this was reasonable. I said, I want to be fit as fuck at 55. I remember that yes. from the last time I was here. Yeah. Right. So that's given me 13 months. I'm not saying I'm going to get fucking six week abs. Right. 13 months. My therapist at the time said, that'll take an operation. Oh, yeah. Dead them. Because that's insane. Dead them. Dead I, them. I, that's I, insane. I, Giving like you gave yourself a year to get into shape and they said that's going to take an operation. That's insane. Like, I would have made a report about them because that's that's insane. You're giving yourself a year. You're not saying, oh, I want to get like this in, sorry, I want to get like this in three months. Mm -hmm. No, you gave yourself a year. That's incredibly realistic. Mm -hmm. Incredibly realistic as long as you stick with it. Yep. So for them to say, oh, you're going to need surgery, bro, I would have fucking reported them because that's, ins that's disgusting. That's mm -hmm. absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. So let's yeah. play another song. Let's do one of your choices. Well, um, um, he, do you do you have another song you want to play? He wants to play the other songs. one. At the end. I have yeah, two songs. Two, and we so wanna... the one, the first one I want to play, it's by Odessa. Um, 
who I've recently, well, not recently, but over the past couple of years, I fell in love with them because I uh, actually I, I should have played this other song. But um, we can play three for you. Okay, I'll add the other one after this. But um, I fell in love with them after like their most recent album. I saw them on tour and I saw the cinematic experience in the movie theater, and it made me fucking cry. It was so beautiful. So this song is one of their earlier albums. The song is called "A Moment Apart," if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's mostly instrumental because I love instrumental music because I feel like it invokes a lot more emotion than having lyrics most of the time. Um, but it's just a really beautiful song and I hope whoever's listening enjoys it. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is Lucas Tiamore, and you are listening to Art Star Scene on Radio Free Brooklyn. Radio Free Brooklyn's mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media literacy, education, free expression, and public art. We rely primarily on donations from listeners like you. Every dollar helps us stay on the air and allows us to continue our work in the community. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so all contributions are tax deductible. Please support us with a non with a monthly pledge or a one-time donation at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash donate. If you'd like to listen to RFB when you are not in front of your computer, please download our free mobile app for the iPhone and Android. Available in the App Store for iPhone or the Google Play Store for Android. Please be sure to subscribe to our monthly newsletter for the latest news about new programming and upcoming RFB events. You can sign up at radiofreebrooklyn.org slash newsletter. And again, our new call-in number is... 718-673-8201. 718-673-8201. Well, we might not take calls tonight. <laughs> yeah, but we might ghost you. <laughs> so uh, I, I just want to give a little background on that song. Um, like I was telling uh, both Francis and Luke, uh, Odessa, uh, I, 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 I don't know how many people know about Odessa, but I, uh, the thing that really got me into them was their last album, um, which is a song we're going to play later tonight. It's uh, called The Last Goodbye tour that they were on was the last goodbye and they did a cinematic experience that song that we played earlier was from their earlier album and that song's been stuck in my head it's called a moment apart and it um i recently just that dealt like what's today saturday about four days ago um dealt with uh someone who is like a brother to me is was a brother to me that i've known for 16 17 years um passed away from terminal cancer uh i would love to if if i get a chance to i would love to plug their gofundme if i can but mm-hmm. um their please, gofundme and so. their patreon go, go so. um the please. gofundme i have to look it up i'll plug it in okay. the next one i'll have to look it up but um he was it, it still feels really weird to talk about him in the past tense um an amazing human he's one of those few people that there is nothing bad to say about him there's nothing bad to say about him. And <laughs> the way I met him and his wife, um, I've known their kids their entire lives. And uh, the way I met them, I actually used to be their dealer. <laughs> way back in the day, I used to be their dealer. And usually the opposite happens. Like, you don't you don't stay friends with your dealer most of the time. But uh, that's what it was. And they have been some of the best people I could ever know in my life. And... Um, you know, we, he was in the hospital for a couple weeks. He was in the hospital for almost a month. He was supposed to start immunotherapy. Um, and then, you know, uh, they found some blood clots and things like that. And then, you know, it just kind of progressively got worse. So, uh, he was in the hospital. I saw him. And one of the, one of my favorite things about him, anytime we ever fucking hung out was, or anytime we talked was his favorite thing about me and my favorite thing about him was that we always brought off the, brought out the silliest silliest parts of each other the silliest fucking parts and it inspired him to make some of some of his music along with his wife it inspired him to make some of his music and it was always just like super fun times super fucking positive shit so uh sunday sunday night was his last night in hospital um by this point he wasn't able to speak above a whisper because one of his vocal cords was messed up so he couldn't eat solid food everything had to be thickened but he was still very much coherent, very much aware of what was going on. Actually, I prayed with him. He's not a religious person, 
But I prayed with him Sunday morning because he got his religion. And we have a lot of people in the medical field. And that's that's not a that's not an uncommon thing. People kind of turn to religion and stuff. So I prayed with him and, um, you know, kept it moving. And he was still very animated, very, you know, aware of what was going on. This and other um, Monday, we got him to his house, uh, to, to the family's house. And because um, like we knew the end was coming, but um, it didn't it wasn't it wasn't enough time. We got him to his house Monday night. 5 p.m. The hospital was like seven minutes, seven to ten minutes from their house. Got him to his house Monday, 5 p.m. Um, the next morning, his wife wakes me up, told me his breathing was a little bit more erratic, and she was going to call the hospice nurse and get him a bed so we can help him get to and from the bathroom and stuff instead of like keeping him on the couch. So I went to the post office and dropped off, like dropped, sent some stuff to mail to myself before uh, because I couldn't take him to a plane with me because all I had was a carry on. Um. And I was like, hey, I gave him a hug, kissed the top of his head, and, you know, told him I love him, and I'll see him in a minute, you know? It was a 20-minute walk. So, do that. And by the time I got back to the house, uh, his his daughter and his wife was there. Um, and the moment I walked into the house is the moment he died. He took his last breath on earth. That's the moment he took his last breath. And I'm ex-military. I don't know if I talked about this the last time I was here. I'm ex-military. I've done a lot of and seen a lot of really crazy and fucked up things. But um, seeing your friend look at you, seeing your brother look at you for the last time while holding his family's hand is probably one of the most traumatic things I could probably experience. And I don't feel sad. I mean, I don't. I don't feel angry or sad or anything like that. Um, I, I do feel sad. I just feel a lot of things about it. And I'm, I'm so, so, so thankful that we have the support system that we have back home because it's hard to find really good people in general. It's hard to find people that you even want to fuck around, like even want to talk to, you know. It's hard to find people that you even want to have like a regular conversation with. And I've known these people for literally half my life. Like I said, 16, 17 years. I'm 35. And um, he was one of the best fucking humans you could ever meet. Like even when he was in the hospital before we got him out, he was going to go get an MRI and... um someone sitting across from him he told us about this someone sitting across from him was having like stomach problems just feeling like really shitty so you know his first thing to do was he said to this guy hey do you want me to make silly faces at you until you feel better that was the kind of person that he was he was literally one of the best most positive amazing humans on the planet and the world is incredibly dimmer without him and i still haven't found the right words to post anything on, on socials and stuff, I post little things here and there, but I still haven't found the right roads because it still feels surreal. Like, it really feels like I'm living in a Liam Lynch movie right now because part of my brain is still like, you just saw him a couple of days ago. You know, he's okay. He's okay. And, right, like, the logic part of my brain is like, no, he's gone. And I'm very, very glad that I was able to see them and able to see him and we got him home. 
and able to be there for his family because it's like their family is my family. I've known their kids my entire life. I've known them for so fucking long. Like his wife, uh, his wife brought one of our friends and their daughter when I had my top surgery. Like how long was that? Twenty. It was it was twenty nineteen. Uh, I brought brought her to take care of me. I mean, they didn't need to take care of me because I healed like a fucking mutant. But um, the fact that they drove like nine hours to me and nine hours back, you know, we've we've always had each other's backs, and I'm just really glad I could be there for them. And I'm really glad that we got him out of the hospital and he was able to pass away peacefully, surrounded by love. And I will never, never forget that man. We'll never forget that man. He was just a beautiful fucking human. And the reality of it didn't hit me until I got back to New York. Because I live by myself. And I don't have any distractions. And the reality fucking hit that I'm never going to see him again. And it sucks. Because uh, we shared music. He showed me a lot of his music that is probably not even released yet. Like... We bonded over music. We bonded over so many things. We got to get all of his favorite DJs to remix one song of his to make an album. And um, we got his favorite DJ in the world, one of our favorite DJs, CSLM. I don't know how many of you guys listen to hardcore, hardcore music, uh, rave music, but uh, CLSM got to remix it. And he had a surprise for him, which I'm not going to say over the air because the album's not ready yet. But... um. It sucks he's not going to be able to do it. And when we were getting him out the hospital, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get stronger, doing all this, blah, blah, blah. And it was just, it happened so, we knew it was going to decline, but it just happened so fucking fast. So, so fucking fast that, like, what do you do after that, you know? That's um, a very difficult thing to talk about. And thank you so much for doing so. Really. Did you have more to say? I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, I probably do, but please cut me off because I'll probably keep going. Okay. <laughs> that was very uh, vulnerable. And I'm very going to important. share a very short poem that I wrote called Death. Uh, Death's bird flies with wings that fan the flames of fear, yet carries its prize in soft, gentle feathers. Find warmth by the fire that burns its love for you as you cry. The embers will fade. The love will remain. I'm going to play this song. It Hold is, on. Let me have a chance yes, to respond please. as well. I, You heard me respond. Don't do that to me. I get mad at you when you do that to me. He wasn't trying to do anything. Not I know, but you heard anything. me trying to respond. You got me off, which I'm fine with, but then you should let me respond too before you start playing the Go song. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, because it's. I don't like when you like take control like that. It's too much. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not nice of me. That's not nice of me. Go ahead. It's not nice of me. I just think we should be fair. No, never mind. I no, I was no, being inappropriate. No, I just wanted not. the chance to respond to you because, like, I you know, like, had some things to say too. I just I didn't, I didn't I didn't know you had anything to say either. So it wasn't him. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought he realized. No, I thought he no, realized. no, no. I didn't realize you had something to say either. So take a breath. Nobody I started to talk, to and then I heard you talking, so I was politely stopped talking. But you know, I then feel like I deserve the right to speak as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I didn't have a lot to say. I just really wanted to thank you so much for being, being vulnerable because I think the problem is in society is, you know, we tell men, you know, um, that they like are allowed to be vulnerable and like, we need leaders like both of you to, you know, to show how your vulnerabilities, because like, 
you know, I think that, you know, unfortunately the suicide rate in men is rising. And I think that that is because like, we're not allowing them to be vulnerable. And, you know, I thank you both for being, you know, leaders in that. I don't, I, to, to expand on your point, I don't think it, before you play this one, sorry. Um, I don't think it's the fact that we're not allowing them, which I do agree that, you know, a lot of men are not allowed to be vulnerable. I also think I have a very unique experience being a trans guy and being like a very passable trans guy that um, I have a unique experience from like, you know, essentially growing up being female and, you know, now just being a guy with like anybody that knows me knows I was always, always a dude. So <laughs> there's that. But um, on top of that, I also think like outside of not allowing men to be like people feeling like men are not allowed to be vulnerable. There's also the fact that um, men like don't like to form really other like friendships outside of their partners, you know, and that's a very important thing because mm -hmm. when you don't have friendships outside of your partners, you don't have anybody to talk to or turn to. That's how you get like a lot of this incredibly toxic masculinity, you know? So there's a combination of like feeling like, oh, well, if you cry, you need to man up, suck it the fuck up. Telling somebody to man up is like one of the most toxic things you can say to somebody because having feelings is a human fucking emotion. It's a human thing. It's a, it's part of the human fucking experience. You're allowed to have emotions. You're allowed to say that. So yeah, I do feel very bad for like the men who grow up with, in these environments and feel like the way to be a man is to just hold everything in. And then the only emotion you're allowed to show is anger. And it took me a lot to realize that like I'm allowed to like have feelings. I'm allowed to cry. I'm allowed to do a lot of things because I'm a fucking human at the end of the day, regardless of my fucking gender. I'm a human. You're a human. You're a human. We're all fucking humans. We're allowed to express our shit in certain ways. It's just a matter that like a lot of these guys don't grow up with that opportunity or with the tools to understand how to manage and manage and regulate their emotions. And it comes out as just anger when it shouldn't be coming out like that. And then there's also the thing where like men think therapy is just for women. It's not. It's not. Everybody oh, like I dare you to find somebody on this goddamn planet who is not fucked up in some way that doesn't need therapy. I dare you to find someone like that. And even if you don't even go to a therapist, just having the space with someone to be able to talk, you know, even one person, just having the space to be able to talk with someone could alleviate a lot of things. Like a lot of just like mental fortitude, like not you feeling like you have to shoulder everything because you're the man. You have to shoulder all the burdens, blah, 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 and just be silent about it. Yeah. That's what causes a lot of this, like a lot of this violence, especially a lot of the sexual fucking violence. Yeah. It, that's what, that's the thing that is like a catalyst to this. One of the things that's a catalyst to this shit. So for all the dudes out there who are listening to this, please do not be afraid to be vulnerable, dude, because I promise you, it's not weakness. Actually, being vulnerable is a sign of strength because it takes so much especially now to be a vulnerable person and to allow yourself to express those emotions in a, in a, a way that isn't actively violent or actively anything else. It's just you expressing your emotions. And if you need to express your emotions in a way that cause that like you need like a physical output, don't be putting your hands on people. Or don't be fighting like punching holes in walls. Don't be a fucking Kyle. Like find a hobby, find some friends, get a therapist, do whatever. Find a healthy outlet for it because I promise you, it will feel so much better and you will stop feeling so fucking shitty about yourself. You're not the only person going through this. No matter what your depression brain, like no matter what your depression brain, what your angry brain, whatever it tells you, you are not the only person in the world going through this. I promise you there is somebody that can relate to it. And please, 
please, please, please do not be afraid to reach out to people and don't think that it's a sign of weakness to reach out because everybody needs help at some point. Every single person needs help at some point. No man is an island. No person is an island. And I speak about this from fucking experience. No one's an island, man. So please do not be afraid to reach out. There's a, a ton of mental health services that we have out here right now, especially what's that text number? 988. Yeah, the 988 suicide hotline provision number. You can just text somebody if you don't want to talk to somebody on the phone. You can just text them. But please, 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 please do not be afraid to be vulnerable because it doesn't make you any less of a man. It just makes you a fucking human like the rest of us. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the thing is, is like, this is an unpopular opinion, but oh, you're welcome. I just wanted to bring a little bit of magic for you guys. Um, (laughs) This is an unpopular opinion, but I think, you know, women rule the world a lot more than we are giving them credit for. And then we are in turn blaming men for all the ills of society. And that's like, you know, incredibly like toxic to, you know, um, it's just toxic. And I, I, I'm not, this is not a popular opinion. You know, people want me to say otherwise, but. I don't think it's an unpopular opinion. I just think that it's not a fact that it's not, it's not the fact that women are blaming the world uh, for anything. It's just the fact that we are at a point in time right now where a lot of the world was robot by men because Women couldn't even have their own credit cards or anything until like what, like the late nineteen fifties yeah. and stuff like that. So it's not a matter of women. It's not a matter of women blaming men. It's a matter of like women understanding that, like, yeah, patriarch patriarchal shit was causing a lot of fucking misconceptions. It's just the way that some women go about it. It is to just blame men for everything. It is to just do that, which is also yeah, like you said, very fucking toxic. We're all to blame in a certain sense. But I think just the fact that now, you know, I, I think it's only been maybe 50 years since women can have their own shit. Maybe 50. It's been less than 100 years since women can have their own shit. Absolutely. Right? Less than 100 years since women can have their own shit. So now that we're in the time that we are right now, women are trying to own their power and shit. Like prime ancestral prime, trauma. Prime, yeah, prime, we, like, oh, we, yeah. No, generational trauma. Generational yeah. trauma is a real thing. Like elephants actually had generational trauma. That's what keeps them surviving away from a lot of poachers. Like, generational trauma is a real thing. And it's up to us as the people that we are right now to break these generational curses for a better whatever left in the future that we have because the fucking planet is burning. <laughs> but you don't break a curse by doing to your oppressor what your oppressor did to you. That's very true. That's very, very true. But also, you know, the same way we feel like men weren't allowed to express their emotions and everything like that. Now that women are allowed to express it, because remember back in the day, if you were a woman, you expressed your emotions, you were called hysterical. You yeah. were like PMS. It's like, it's all this other shit. So it's, it's, it's both sides. It's both sides. I am somebody who has literally be, been treated for hysteria, like in you know yeah, old school ways, in the, in the psych words, in old school, old school ways. You know, I'm which I'm not going to get into today, but what's that? We have 12 minutes left. Okay. You know, I'm not going to get into what they did today, saw, but you saw. know, they literally like have treated me for the old school ways. So, you know, I do know like women, you know, we can't treat women the way we were treating women, but we also can't treat men the way we're treating men now. Yeah. Like I said, it's both sides. Yeah. Both fucking sides. And it just needs to get to a point where like everybody understands, like we're all going through fucking trauma, dude. We're all going through trauma and we need to let each other like heal from it. We really do. We can't like all stand in a circle and we can't know, circle jerk it. each other. We you can't know? circle jerk it. No. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is the last new Beatles song probably ever. Just came out this week called Now and Then. Wait, there's a new
That was Now and Then, the new song by the Beatles. This is uh, It's Nanarpus.
please turn off that mic. Right? No, of yeah. course not. Hey, that is uh, our show. It's been very emotional. Thank you very much, Lucas. Thank you very much, Rain. You want to have some closing words? Thank you, everybody. Um, have a good night. Um, we we really enjoy you guys coming every week. It's um, really special to share this time with you. Uh, also, thank you both for having me. I know I saw some really heavy shit. Uh, and the last thing I want to say before this is over, please, uh, whatever arguments that you have with anybody, whatever situation you have with anybody, please make sure you say that you love them and that you care about them. It's very